Hello, hello, this is Jason E. and welcome to the Trading and Ascension Podcast. While discussing topics related to personal development, spiritual growth, and day trading, this podcast provides thought-provoking trading-related concepts and source energy to help us evolve as humans and professional traders, all while I'm logging my journey. Today's topic is about getting back to an optimal state after a trading setback. And optimal, by definition, is the best or or most favorable. When we take on any task, it's not extremely complicated to understand that taking on that task at our, our best state is preferable. At the end of each show, I think it started in season two, I talk about a free gift. And that's the gift you receive when you go to tradingascension.com, get on the resources page, and join the VIP list. Now, outside of the exclusive content for those individuals, I mentioned a free ebook called Getting Out of the Fog. Today, I wanted to take a small amount of time to dive deeper into that resource and some of the concepts behind it. If you have ever taken a trade that didn't turn out well and then you went into a spiral of of negativity followed by maybe a a bad decision or if you carried that heavy uh, emotional energy, that negative emotional energy from that mistake into the future or into the next trade or maybe into your life outside of trading. You know, snapping on loved ones, being short-tempered, maybe just dwelling on that moment for too long attached and unable to let go. If any of those shoes fit, then this episode is for you. So like we hate to drive through, let's get it in. You know, I found that, this is my opinion, I found that ascending and trading is more about letting things go than gaining things. You you pick up a strategy, of course, But then from my perspective, you start to lose a lot of things that are in your way. You know, and and Paula T. Webb, and I believe it's the last episode, she said one of the biggest things traders have to do is get out of their own way. And I felt that when she said it, I resonated with it. And I guess I see it as removing things because... The states that are left behind, they just seem more innate to to the human experience. You know, before the world gets in, it seemed like that that's the real us. But I guess it's two sides of the the same coin, because when you think about it, think about patience, you know, sitting on your hands and not rushing into a trade. You know, rushing, that's not ideal. And one might say that you gain patience. But in actuality, it's not natural for a human to be delusional and see things that aren't there, like the the setups, or not being in the only real moment of the now and drifting into the future. It's not natural either. So really, we're losing impatience. 
We're losing delusion. And what's left is focus. What's left is patience. But, you know, it's, it's just kind of theory. So as far as my strategy, and, you know, you hear all types from every week from me, from guests on the show, powerful guests on the show. But for me, my strategy is to improve one challenge at a time. Week by week, I work on a, a flaw, a challenge from the previous week. I try to shed another layer of ego or erroneous thinking or acting. And from my, my journaling, from my trade data, and from my morning questionnaire, which is you know a recent addition to my game plan, and I got that from the interview with George uh, Papasov, I analyze that information and I set up a game plan for the next week. And the plan is to attack the most either egregious or the most frequent mistake. And when I was tackling after a week or tackling revenge trading after a week of, of doing it, I realized my past education and my training could serve me. You know, having, I guess what you call Sigma male qualities, I usually don't have too big of a problem separating myself from the environment and my worth from things around. But if you've had to put your hard old money into the market, to a live account, then you understand that trading brings out a lot of those inner shadows, inner demons. So I, I needed to stop revenge trading and I had my focus for the week. And when I do that, I address these challenges in three ways. And this is something I've done all my life to try to transcend older versions of myself. So I always have a visual cue, you know, an action step. And then I have a mental or a spiritual exercise that I do to attack these flaws. The visual cue, it helps because writing things down makes them tangible. Also, it's hard to change something if you forget to change it. You know, the habit that's there currently is on autopilot, so the change has to be conscious. So writing things down is, is crucial. Then the action step is to create a new habit. You know, left with a void, it's highly likely that the old patterns will creep back in. So we need to replace and not just focus on deleting. Then, of course, you have to address the, the roots, the cause of the issue. So I have that mental, that psychological slash spiritual slash, you know, mindset tool for that week. So revenge trading, which was really, you know, be addressing an overattachment to losing. I would lose a trade and, and feel like a loser. Then I would rush back into the market. And maybe I was trying to be right or something. Or I was just trying to get back in the green as soon as possible so I could be a winner. So for that next week, 
of mental actions. I needed something to interject in the moment so that after a loss, I could take a new path. And I don't know if, you know, if it's for everybody, but I think we have to change one decision after another and one decision at a time, you know, just like, you know, alcoholics and I've never been one, but they always talk about one day at a time, right? Just trying to, to win the day and then moving forward. And so I try to make a good decision and then follow it with another good decision. And then if I make a bad decision, try to follow it with a good decision. And from doing this, I've eliminated some, some bad actions and then I can move on to the next. And, you know, on the trading journey, going to be here for a while. So I'm not really worried about how many more adversaries show up when they rear their ugly face, when they come creeping up from within, when they run up, I'm just going to knock their ass down, square up again and get ready. So for that week together, I put together tools that I learned from, you know, my NLP certification, some things I learned from life coaching, some things I learned from my path of spiritual development and some things I put together to make a process for an optimal state. I tried it for a week. And I just never stopped. Even months later, I discovered that no matter the infraction, the upheaval was the issue and trading and living from an optimal state was the solution. So I said, you know what? I can do this every week. I still do my three things, but I have this as a tool during the day. If I ever make a bad decision on the charts, keeps me from making that second mistake. If you remember that episode about the worst mistake a trader could make. And this optimal state, ultimately, it's living from the perspective of the future you, right? However, when you get knocked down, believing in the bright future that you did before can be a huge challenge. So after I used this process for a while, I decided to put it in a PDD for, uh, PDF form and give it as a gift to see if it could help others. And then here, maybe a month after doing that, maybe longer, I wanted to make this episode to go a little bit deeper. And, you know, I may change it later to another gift after I have a, a, another breakthrough. But for now, I just want to add to it. And it's three exercises or three drills or three routines. Not really sure you know, what to call it. And I'll explain each component and why it's helpful for me. You know, all three of these exercises are set up to take place in under 10 minutes because the goal for me at the time was to step away from the charts, but have it 
focus me on getting to an optimal state quickly. Now, if I don't reach that optimal state, I don't, I don't rush back in. But in that short time that I kind of see like a, a timeout, if I go back to you know my sports pass, I focus on getting mentally reset and getting back in the right mind frame that I need to be successful. What I found was after a mistake, I had heightened emotions, almost a a negative adrenaline, right? Like the kind that you see, and I always talk about the videos when you see people, you know, throwing their computer screens. Now, I've never done that. You know, I've punched some soft things around, but, you know, I don't know how crazy I'd have to be to break my own stuff. That's just not me. But still, I understand that they need to get rid of some of that energy, So, you know, heightened emotions was the first thing. I also noticed that I wasn't focused on the big picture. I had lost the the journey, right? I was trapped in the moment. Couldn't see the forest because of the tree in front of me. Just focused on that trade. And then the last thing I noticed was within myself, I wasn't confident. I needed something else to happen immediately for me to get back to a a top trading confidence. I needed a win. I needed to guess the market direction. Just something to say, hey, hey, you're, you're smart. You're right. So I was facing three hurdles and all of them saying, get back in the trade now. Don't even chart the last one. Don't analyze. Just get back in. Heightened energy. Collapse vision of the big picture. Lower confidence. And that lower confidence is a lack. And lack meaning that I was holding a feeling hostage to an event. Couldn't feel good until something else happened outside of me, which is crazy. But it's not in that moment. Energy, vision, confidence. All of it was off. Maybe you understand, maybe you don't. So step one of the process is a breathing exercise. And it has the the purpose of avoiding venting or that mass wasting of energy. This is crucial because that energy is energy. However, we've attached a a negative association with that energy. And that's the problem. So if that energy was positive energy, if you were feeling like superb, great, it wouldn't really be a problem, right? So that lets you know that energy is energy. It's the attachment. It's the story that we're telling with the energy. That's the issue. You know, but in trading... We have to stay neutral, void of overloads and the overhighs, because either way, the emotion can cloud our vision. And the only way that I could do that at the moment was finding a way to adapt and raise the capacity of my energy levels, what I could hold. You know, and think about adrenaline, you know, think about the NASCAR driving at driver at 200 miles per hour. And then how he would feel doing 65 on the highway. And then the other way around, 
because his capacity would have a, a lot more room. But then the other way around, you always see people who, you know, get on a show and they are riding in the passenger seat of a NASCAR. And you see instantly they're they're overwhelmed. They're taken back by the energy and the adrenaline. So I'm saying that because you have to understand that if you have a higher capacity for energy, then you're not bumping that that threshold. So I started the exercise with a 10 by four breathing exercise. And that helps absorb, absorb some of the extra energy, raise my capacity before I wanted to vent rage or, or get rid of that, that energy, energy dump. And, you know, and that's why people, you know, they throw the computers, right? After a loss, they've reached a higher capacity than what their energy can hold and they dump it, right? They go crazy. And absorbing that energy is much, much better than trying to dump all that energy and risking feeling lower than you did with the energy or even before you got it. And then, you know, we move on from the energy dumping to wanting to accept a majority of that energy. So we're sitting at this higher level and then we can focus on the energy that's attached to the negativity because we did that breathing exercise. And this is done with a body rubbing drill. And it's just a simple visualization of the negativity on you like sand. You know how you get sand on you at the beach. And we go through this rubbing exercise and I went through that, you know, mentally detaching from the negative energy while physically taking action and a little bit tiring out that excess energy. And then the last thing I do is a, is a visual exercise. Now we've set with the energy. I've rid my physical body of extra energy so now I'm trying to get my mind back in a focused, great state, back in that optimal state. And again, the best state is always taking action from a state of the wish fulfilled, living in the end. However, you know, when I suffer a loss, when we suffer a loss, getting on that path after that self-defeating mindset, it's, it's hard. It's hard to attach to a victory and to that desire that we have for the future. It's hard to believe it's true enough to transform, you know, our inner state at that moment. But we can overcome this. We can go around, kind of circumvent that problem by starting with previous accomplishments. You know, in the past, it's, it's true. It's a belief. It's already there. and We can build on it. And that's an important navigation of our mind, because when we attempt to move forward with uh, a contentious point in our mind, you're going to be faced with a backlash or a, a counterbalancing of energy. There's a voice of reason in your head that's going to say, that's not true. That's not you. And a side note on this, you know, when you visualize, that's why we never visualize at the moment something happens. When you visualize, for example, you know, getting rich off this huge trade, you know, you may not believe that. And if you don't believe that, you're going to have that inner adversary 
overthinking it. But when you overarch and overreach, you know, you're thinking like, you know, I just closed my computer after a great day of training. When you overshoot that highest energy moment or that moment of acquisition, this is the very moment I do it. When you do that, there's less of a hurdle in your mind. And it's the same energy when we start with a, a past positive and we can build off of that. So, you know, I'll digress. But one thing I want to impress upon you just as I'm on this rant is that you need to feel good. You don't need to feel good about a particular subject. You know, Abraham Hicks, she always says, if you're, you know, feeling bad, think about something that makes you feel good. If it's even if it's cats. Right. Think about cats instead of a brand new house or your brand new car. Because feeling good is feeling good. And that same energy is going to get you into what she calls the vortex, which is that optimal state. So by using, you know, this breathing exercise. We are able to heighten our state. And then we can go to a place where we're removing the negativity from our our physical body. And then after that, we get into this great mental place with older victories and building on those. And by doing that, you know, I was able to dramatically lower the times that I would flare up. You know, it was it was real key for me. Because it can be a, a slippery slope. And the biggest thing, I guess, was it's actually doing it. You know, it doesn't matter if you have the, the best plan in the world if you don't implement it. So there were times where I couldn't just pull myself to do it at first. I'm like, I'm just going to get back to training. But that's why it's 10 minutes, because I really, in my mind, I can't justify not taking 10 minutes away from the charts. And it usually doesn't even take that long. But I I say 10 minutes because, Jason, you can take 10 minutes from the chart. It's still going to be there. So I want you to try this. Go download the PDF. I think it will be helpful. And guess what? It's free. Right? You know, average life coaches charging anywhere from $100 to $500 an hour just to give you some of their best stuff. If you hire a decent NLP practitioner, and I'd be pricey. Trading psychologists, you know, which I'm looking into now, pretty pricey. But I, I, I'll tell you this, I suggest you do all of it. I am, I will. It's investing in yourself. Never will I. You know, the most money I've probably spent on my time on earth has probably been, you know, outside of kids is, is on my personal development. It hasn't been clothes, shoes, it's been books, it's been things, classes, courses. So I'm always an advocate of investing yourself. But what I'm saying is just try this resource out, this resource out. You know, if you're having any of those challenges that I mentioned earlier, you know, make this your week of improvement and try it out. You know, give it a couple weeks. Hit me up on the contact page of the website. Let me know what worked for you. Because really, I want to add value at the end of the day. And I hope that was helpful. 
You know, as always, these shows are super fun to create. So I always thank you for listening. And I always say that if you enjoyed and benefited from our time together, please share the podcast with others you care about. Of course, at tradingascension.com, you could check out more shows discussing personal development, spiritual growth, and day trading. And I spent the whole show just letting you know that I have that free gift there for you on the resource page. So go check it out. But don't check it out without letting me know, you know, how it affected you. And one last thing. Remember to be the hero of your story. Thank you.